Welcome back to Cats Cast, the bi-weekly podcast featuring local interviews, arts and culture, and history in the Catskill Mountains and Hudson Valley. Second base. This week, we joined Colin Stumpy Miller of Mountain Athletic Club Vintage Baseball for spring training with the Bovina Dairyman and Delhi Baseball Club in Bovina, New York. So I'm Colin Miller. I'm the captain of the Mountain Athletic Club Vintage Baseball out of Fleischmann's, New York. And here we are today at our first practice of the season at Creamery Field in Bovina Center. Today we're going to have a three-team practice with the other vintage baseball clubs in Delaware County, the Bovina Dairyman and the uh, newly formed Delhi Baseball. We replicate 19th century baseball, and what a lot of people don't know is that it was evolved over time, over really millennia. And so we basically play by the rules as they were written in 1895, because that is the year of the Max founding. However, we play other clubs throughout the Northeast and in some cases the country where we play 1860s rules and we'll play 1880s rules and the game really just evolved. Every few years, the rules would change. The original Mountain Athletic Club was founded by Julius and Max Fleischmann in Griffin Corners, New York. Today, Griffin Corners is Fleischmann's New York. Julius and Max Fleischmann, they were brothers. I think they were 24 and 18 years old. Their father, Charles Fleischmann, had established sort of family compound of estates, very stately places in, uh, on a hill overlooking the village of Griffin Corners at the time. They were all from Cincinnati. Charles founded the uh, Gaffin Fleischmann Company, which was the predecessor to Fleischmann's Yeast. And so Cincinnati had its heyday in, in baseball, the first professional baseball team was the Cincinnati Red Stockings. And so they attribute the, the start of professional baseball as 1869 in Cincinnati. So fast forward to 1895, these kids have been brought up, Julius and Max, the brothers had been brought up around professional baseball and they really just started playing baseball to pass the time on their summers while they were here from Cincinnati. And they would grab any townspeople or anybody looking to play. Some older newspapers purport that they brought baseball to Delaware County. That's not necessarily true, but it is very possible that they introduced the game to some people who hadn't really played it yet. But baseball in Delaware County goes all the way back to 1825 uh, in the village of Hamden. But that's really where it all began, was 1895. They had bought some land from the Lashers. Allen Lasher Platt was what it was called. It's on a flat along Wagner Avenue in Griffin Corners at the time. I think that prior to that, the newspaper accounts suggest that they had been playing on some pretty rough fields. If I could quote the article, I think it said, a hit in any direction would yield a home run. And so the story goes in 1895, they bought this four acre patch of land along Wagner Avenue that sits nestled along the Bushkill stream and they leveled all the boulders so that they would have a place to play and you know and that's kind of my theory is that they had been accustomed to playing on some pretty pretty lavish grounds in cincinnati and so to come out here and play you know on on hill slopes on farms and they they really wanted a ballpark of their own and so the the brothers really were interested in doing that so that they could play not so much they could you know stock a team or anything but that they just wanted to play baseball but really in that early five years of the club, they started to develop a thirst for some more competitive play, find some more teams outside the Catskill region, not only to come to Fleischmann's by the rail, but we would also travel 
two teams down in, let's say, New Jersey, Metropolitan New York, Albany, Alien, anywhere that the railroad would take us, we would travel. We really started to develop some serious talent around that time, and Julius started paying his players. He paid his players and treated them better than most major league players at the time. And so he developed some really top shelf talent. And uh, I'll just rattle off a few names uh, that come to mind. Miller Huggins, famous as a manager for the New York Yankees during the Murderer's Row era of Ruth and Gehrig. And that's what put him in the Hall of Fame in 1946. However, he was a second baseman and he played for the Mountain Athletic Club in 1900 when it's believed that they went 56 and four, 56 wins and four losses. Uh, another player of note, Doc White, Guy Harris, Doc White. He was a dentist in the off season, uh, but he was from Georgetown University. And he ended up going on to pitch for the Chicago White Sox throughout the early 1900s and was the third winningest left-handed pitcher from 1900 to 1910. He played for the Mac. Another person of note would be uh, Red Dune. Uh, Charles Red Dune played uh, for the Philadelphia Phillies and managed for them as well. Uh, and he held a 91-year franchise record for games caught in the Philadelphia Phillies organization. He also played for the Mountain Athletic Club in 1900. Another gentleman uh, by the name of George Rowe, he factored heavily in the 1906 Chicago White Sox World Series over the Cubs, which was the first series of its kind where it pitted one team versus another from the same city. There's a lot of Hall of Famers that played in that series as well as Mordecai Brown and, and some others. Nick Altrock was another gentleman on the Mac that year. Nick, he's most famous as a, his, his post-baseball career as a baseball vaudeville clown. He also holds, the, I think still holds the record for the oldest major leaguer to hit a triple. He did it when he was uh, 47 years old, I believe. There's several other major leaguers. We know that at least a dozen played for the Mountain Athletic Club. But the one that I've been really interested in of late is Jay Kirk. And Jay Kirk actually grew up in Albin. Jay Kirk actually had a 23-year career in the minor and major leagues. He had spent seven seasons, part of seven seasons with the major leagues. Apparently he was a phenomenal hitter. He had a career 315 average and amassed over 3,500 hits. One of the neat things about our field in Fleischmann's, the Mac grounds at Fleischmann's Park, and I call it the Wall of Fame. And uh, it's our scoreboard, but it actually has affixed on it all those folks that I mentioned and more, but Jay Kirk is, is somebody that I neglected to put on when we first built it, but that he will be getting his part of that scoreboard later this summer. We're carrying on a legacy here in Fleischmann's. I mean, our, uh, our banner is, you know, continuing a baseball tradition in Fleischmann's since 1895, and I really believe very strongly. All these clubs that we play with here in Delaware County do that. The Bovina Dairymen, there may not have been a team called the Dairymen, but you'll bet your butt there was baseball here in Bovina in the 1890s. The same with Delhi. Delhi baseball goes all, all the way back to at least the 1870s. We really try to keep the history alive because we're doing something very, very different from conventional baseball. We don't have all the talent that the, the original Mac, Mac did, but we'll get there. After the break, Colin Miller takes us through three distinct eras that define this historic team. But first, a word from our sponsors. CatsCast is supported by WIOX Community Radio, live and local in the Catskills. Reflective, responsive, and supportive at 91.3 FM, MTC Cable Channel 20, WIOXradio.org, and with any smartphone radio app. Alexa, play WIOX. And by the 52-mile Catskill Mountains Scenic Byway. 
following New York State Route 28 through the heart of the Central Catskills, including Fleischmann's New York. For maps, itineraries, and links to area restaurants, shops, and accommodations, visit scenickatskills.com. And now back to spring training in Bovina, New York. There's three sort of distinct eras of the Mountain Athletic Club. There was the 1895 to really 1914. Julius Fleischmann's was real passionate in a lot of other things besides baseball. He was a yachtsman. He was into boxing, uh, horse racing, uh, a lot of these things. And he got probably more busy with his running his company. Fleischmann's Yeast was the largest uh, yeast maker in the world. And they were the largest employer in Peekskill for 75 years, right on Charles Point on the Hudson River. I surmise that he was very busy doing other things. He was not vacationing in Fleischmann's anymore. And by that time, that section of town had turned into what people called Fleischmann's. And actually, the train depot was right in front of their estates, and it actually was Fleischmann's Depot. It wasn't officially changed from Griffin's Corners, however, until he donated the ballpark to the village. And at that point, the village incorporated in May of 1914 as Fleischmann's. So that's a very important uh, distinction, especially in getting the site on the National Historic Registry. So that's why it kind of takes you to 1914. And then fast forward uh, uh, nearly 100 years, and you have 2007, Todd Pasquarella launches the Mountain Athletic Club to play against teams like the Roxbury Nine and some other vintage clubs in the region. And then that goes until about 2011. The flood hit, Hurricane Irene pretty much wiped out the village of Fleischmann's and took the ball field with it, which is really sad because I, when I had played on that team, we had raised significant grant money to put in a new infield at Fleischmann's Park. It was actually done by the same crew, the same dirt anyway, that was done at City Field for the, for the New York Mets. It was fantastic infield surface and, uh, and it all just got wiped out in the flood. And so really, vintage baseball went dormant for the most part, uh, a few games here and there, but it went dormant for the most part from 2011 until about 2017, which is just after I moved back to the region. And so I set about trying to, you know, put this whole thing together. And uh, first call I made was to the Dairyman and the Roxbury Nine, you know, hoping we'd have some other teams in the county to play. And so uh, here we are, you know, uh, four or five years later, we're uh, hoping for a, a wonderful season this year. And I should, I should say one of the highlights of this last era, we'll say the 2017 to the present, was in 2019, Founders Day was celebrated with about a thousand people at the, at the park in Fleischmann's. And it was really a tribute to the 150th anniversary of Fleischmann's in the town that bears its name. We played a baseball game there and got some fantastic attention. John Thorne, the official historian of Major League Baseball, he came and read a proclamation to the village uh, on the advent of this for the village of Fleischmann's. And uh, it was really just a testimony to the perseverance of people to rebuild after the flood because six years later after that flood, there was still remnants of a ballpark, but really we had to rebuild it. And, um, and so we have, and now we've spun off. There's another team here coming today, the Delhi Baseball Club. We hope that in future years, we'll have many more teams to play in Delaware County and really make this uh, a Delaware County Vintage Baseball Association of Clubs in the future. Tico, get one. My name is Chris Brown. 
Um, I moved here almost three years ago to, to work with the Watershed Agricultural Council and kind of shortly after I started a colleague of mine, Andrew Crutz, who happens to be our catcher, was like, do you play ball? And I was like, it's been a long time, but um, you know, I'd, I'd love to get back into it. And he's like, you should come on out and give it a try. And I'd never played old time baseball before. Um, I rarely had played with a wooden bat even, so it was kind of different for me but everyone's been really welcoming and um, I haven't stopped coming back <laughs> since then. So, so that's how I kind of got started. We do hang out outside of uh, baseball a little bit, but I'm kind of like, you know, we don't even have to. It's just like a couple months might go by like over the winter where we haven't connected, but we come, come right back and, and uh, you know, it's, it's easy to talk to everybody because we have a common bond in, in baseball. Playing against the dairymen and bovina, they're kind of our rival, and I'll say they, they usually get the better of us. They're a little bit more polished team for sure, but they're all, all classy guys. And, and girls too, we, we've got a couple of uh, women that have played for us in the past and still do, so it's great. Yeah, the whole thing is awesome. Andrews, second base. We have folks that hadn't played oh, since middle school, and they picked it up, and you know, they just, Andrews. we play for the love of the game. You know, this isn't a league. There's no trophies. We all go back to work on Monday. I'm sure in, you know, in our inner child, we'd all like to be, aspire to be major leaguers someday, but those days have since passed. And so we really come out here and it's about community. We try to do something for the community. And last year, especially with COVID, we were able to pull off like four or five games, the Dairymen and the, and the Mountain Athletic Club. And you know, we had some wonderful uh, opportunities to, to showcase what we do. Right here where we stand on Creamery Field in Bovina, we, we gave birth to this field last year. And uh, we, had, uh, we had a great crowd. Everybody did what they were supposed to, stayed safe. We get everybody under the sun that wants to come play. They come find out what we do. Uh, we tell them to leave the gloves at home. Gloves really didn't come on until the 1880s, and even then they were not really much of a glove. They didn't have the webbing that you see on conventional gloves. You know, so people have to understand it's a different kind of game, and I always get a kick out of somebody trying to feel the ground ball, and it goes right under their hand because you'd think the webbing would have been there, right? So it just sort of slips by and said, you'll get used to it. I mean, it's really open to whoever is willing to put forth the energy and the effort. We do a lot of travel because we are in Delaware County, which is fairly geographically isolated. There are over 200 clubs all over the United States. Um, and just in the Northeast, there's at least 50 or 60 clubs. So we try to really get them here and then we interchange and go to their place to play. And, um, you know, so a willingness to travel is really key too. Home, Chris. The team prides itself not only on preserving its history, but also on keeping good relations with local partners. Bats are turned in local sawmills, and uniforms are custom made to replicate 19th century styles. Our bats are turned by uh, Archie Byrick. He and his father run a sawmill in uh, Hackettsville, behind Alta Log Homes there off of Route 30. Archie turns all of our bats. Bovina's bats, they turn quite a bit of their own. And there are guys that will manufacture a vintage style bat. So for example, I have a bat that I purchased from the Cooperstown Bat Company that's an, a replica of an 1880s bat. The stuff can be purchased. Our uh, uniforms are all custom tailored by a, a woman in K&P Weavers in Hartford, Connecticut, and she's done a great job. She actually did all the uniforms for uh, a league of their own. So she does all of our replica uniforms as well. Other equipment, you know, you kind of just have to find it where you can. You know, uh, I was able to get 
a uh, catcher's mask from you know 1910 or something like that and it was actually in decent shape so we're using that there are some purveyors of vintage baseball equipment out there but it's a definitely a cottage industry and I, I always view this as sort of a baseball subculture so people have sort of risen to the occasion to provide you know historically accurate uh, balls bats and equipment I should mention that we are funded by the O'Connor Foundation we have grants coming from Delaware County uh, Promotion and Tourism Board. We have funding from the Fleischmann's Yeast Company, which is parent company is AB Mowry. Uh, they've been super helpful and supportive with, uh, they actually funded a tobacco card set, reminiscent of the turn of the century tobacco cards that are featured on our website and our souvenir shop. All of our administrative support's done by the Mark Project out of Arkville. Vintage baseball in Delaware County wouldn't be here without some of the work of Peg Ellsworth and the, uh, the Mark Project. James, third base. If you want to take in some vintage baseball of your own, check out macvintagebaseball.org. Here are some highlights. On May 29th, the Mountain Athletic Club will celebrate its season opener in Fleischmann's at the Mac Grounds. And we will be working with the Historical Society of the Town of Middletown, uh, unveiling a new historic roadside marker to commemorate the listing of the Mac Grounds on the National and State Historic Registries. So that's very exciting. Another thing that's happening this year, we'll be traveling to Cincinnati to play in the National Showcase of Vintage Baseball. Now this will be the first trip of the Mountain Athletic Club to Cincinnati since Julius Fleischmann's took his club there in 1900. On one of those trips, they actually beat the Cincinnati Reds in their own home park four to three. So that's a testament to how good the club was back then. But we're very excited on that trip. They're gonna be rolling the red carpet out for us. We'll be getting free tours of the Reds Hall of Fame, which I'm told is one of the best Hall of Fames in all of baseball, and probably try to take in a Reds game while we're out there, but we're very excited about that. One of the other things that's happening new this year, Delaware County's gonna host our own overhand, you know, 1890s style baseball tournament right here where we stand at the Creamery Field. And that'll be the first weekend in October, which is about the best time of the year to be in the Catskills. So we're really looking forward to that. Script writing and editing on this episode by our production intern, Stephen Harris. Take me out to the ball game, courtesy of E Jammy Jams. Please be sure to subscribe wherever podcasts are found and give us a rating to help other listeners find us. Until next time, follow us on Instagram at CatsCast. I'm Brett Barry. Thanks for listening.